Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions, and best of all it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard (laughs) has really helped uh boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started What up, big boy? (laughs) Big boy hours now, baby. (laughs) That's right. We're talking so much, I got to come up with different nicknames for my dog. You know what I'm saying? No, it's good. It keeps things fresh as we are pummeling them with content. Mm, Hitting you over the head with the damn content. Them meaning y'all. Them me, y'all. Y'all the listener. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, thank you so much, listeners. Let's give a shout out to our listeners. We haven't really talked about you guys other than on Uh, Twitter uh yeah shout out to you guys for keeping the lights on you know what i'm saying i'm just kidding we're barely making any money but thank you guys for listening yeah and we we do have ads and you guys are kind enough to listen to them and you know we don't want to do ads but you know it is it is a new world that we're living in you know feel free to hit that 30 second fast forward skip button we won't make an ad that's longer than that and um you can keep speak for yourself i haven't confirmed that with my attorney yet so (laughs) your your attorney is not editing these damn five minute commercials down to 30 seconds uh that's true but my agent will get in touch with you because we got to renegotiate anyway so oh oh price went up price going up Um, uh no no but i i do appreciate all listeners jason i wouldn't want to to not take that seriously Mm -hmm. and thank you so much for engaging with us on social media I love engagement. That's really what drives me. That's a driving force in my life is engagement on social media. And thank God um, you're there for it because you get great engagement compared to me. Uh, yeah, I do. Well, you know, Jason, it's the difference between being popping and not popping. Um, um, I, I don't really know how else to you're, say it. You're more a- of you like to <laughs> you like to do more of a street sweeper style, <laughs> and then I'm more of a calculated sniper when it comes to social media. I think that's you true. Know, Maybe that's why we work so well together. Like we're we're both ab- gonna get to four thousand likes. You're gonna do it in a series of eighty to seventy five <laughs> tweets, and I'm gonna do it in two. It is you know uh, it is what it is. There's Jason, there's more than one way to skin a big cat. All right. Well, let me get let me get our, uh, one of our technologists in here, and we'll, we'll do a review of who's got the highest virality. She's <laughs> like one of our technologists. <laughs> exactly. You know, I got technologists on deck. We'll have somebody come in and really take a hard look at these metrics, and they'll be like, "Damn, CB is truly more." I'm going to need you to take a look at this, Trevor. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Can you take a look at my metrics, please? <laughs> um, man, today's a great day. We've had a lot of great stuff happen already. 
Yeah, I mean, stuff that you want to keep, that you want to talk about now, or do you want to save for when we're when we're cooking on pod? Well, I mean, we should probably talk about Phoebe Bridgers now because Carly might not care. So, yes, Phoebe Bridgers, known known um, CB fan, <laughs> CB known fan. <laughs> She's, I, she's I a known listened, fan of mine as well, I would imagine. She, she, she released a new song today. I, I only looked at the video with the sound off. Wow. Um, it's, it, yeah, it's, I, I have a problem. I, I, I consume almost all of my video content um, with the sound off. Uh, <laughs> that seems... <laughs> no, I mean, obviously a music seems... video with the sound off is useless, but I will look at the video... Like, I don't care about music videos anymore. They're so disposable. But I, I will listen to her sure. song on Spotify, brought to you by Spotify. That is that is cap. But, like, um, if I'm watching Instagram stories, the sound is always off. I already pre-downloaded her album onto my phone. But the, the new song is called... Um, Kyoto. Uh, Kyoto. And the video looks like... I don't know if the video was shot pre or post Corona, but it's very timely because it's like her on a green screen. The video is really cool, actually. The video could have been shot in a time of core we'll never know and that's sort of the, the fun that is the fun <laughs> that is but the, the, the song the song slaps it looks like she got her little budget up she got a horn section on that joint um and and since chris has worked in the entertainment biz for so long he knows the the cost of a horn section um and i'm not saying the horn section is particularly expensive but i don't think she had that kind of budget when she was doing a seven inch with with you know ryan adams <laughs> Now that that Connor bag is hitting bigger, huh? Connor bag hitting big. She's getting that. She's getting that. Where is he from? Omaha. She's getting that Omaha money, boy. That's like you know, that's different. That's mid. That's Midwest. No, money. no one's ever said getting that Omaha money unless it was a derogatory statement. Yeah, it's not going so well. I'm I'm basically just getting Omaha money at this point until my until my unemployment check comes. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to help reframe Omaha in the in the public sphere. Um, but yeah, that was great news. And I've also, you know, I, 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 I did an IG live yesterday. Yeah, you've you've been doing a decent amount of IG lives. Bitch, Maybe. I've done two. I, I've done two IG lives. That's not a decent amount. That's two. That's two in what three days? Well, yeah, but Ben's was scheduled. That was more serious. And then, you know, I felt like I should use my platform for good and promote my favorite band. Yeah, we're almost up to doing one a day, which, you know, you think you know someone. But I, I support it. I mean, I I, mean, I have done I have done one live stream, and I think I'm doing one in like a week and a half. What live stream did like you that. do? I did one for a friend of mine who does a, a, a food podcast. He was doing these, these like 5 o'clock live thingies where you just – hits up his homies and they talk about food and stuff. I mean, if it was up to me, if I had the resources, I would do like a full on Letterman style talk show, like mm. have a set and really go crazy and do it every day. But obviously that's not going to happen. John Mayer's already doing it. Unfortunately. So, so are you saying you got bit by the, by the bug, the IG live bug? I don't think I've gotten bit. I mean, I think it's sometimes they're good if there's like an actual format and there's like something happening. I mean, there's mm-hmm. two. If it's just like two people talking about, it's like it's yeah, not just that like fun. here's two famous people in their bad living room, and they're gonna be like, yeah. "Isn't it weird how like we used to go outside?" 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the only thing I really want to watch is Pedro and Zach Bia in the fucking mix. That's my shit, boy. And, and shout out to Tim Coleman, who's also getting his little mix in as well, I've seen. I, lo- I love it. I love the stupid backgrounds and the whole thing. It's like actually fun and pretty funny and the music's good. Like, That's another example of something that I have watched with the sound off. Because the visuals are that good, bro. Visuals mm-hmm. hit. I think Yimmy Yeo, did Yimmy Yeo do the visuals for that? I don't know. Maybe. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't know with these creative directors. But I mean, like, that's another, like, like I, I will, I will watch that because it will have like funny, cool visuals and it looks like a fun place to hang out and be in. But I know that whatever, like, I can watch it with the sound off because whatever, you know, like genuine pony is being played by Zach Bia or, you know, like, uh, um, some type of, rapper that i've never heard of that is is going to be very big someday song i don't i don't need to hear it i I believe i I just like they dropped i think they dropped that new bad drake song before anybody else did great yeah that's an example yeah you here's a bad drake song awesome bro that bro that 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 song sucks man (laughs) i only listened to it once and i was like Drake can do better than this. Come on, it's un, it's in in TJ terms, it's unrinsable, mate. Like I couldn't listen to that more than a couple times. It is it is unrinsable. It is dry clean only. <laughs> we can't. That's dry clean only. You got to drop that off. It's going to cost fifteen dollars. That's you know a, I mean? that's like, a drop off track. You you can't throw the Tide Pod in and just let it rock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I mean, it's 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 it's. I mean, do you think those those things happen because he doesn't have, or he only has like yes men in his in his camp? I think. I think that he is at this point solely focused on like money and and fame and like the success of it all and creativity is secondary. That's what I think. Mm, takes one to know one, huh? Um, okay. On that note, um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, but, but I feel some- like somebody, somebody in Drake's posse needs to be telling him like, Hey bro, like he remember these 10 songs that you made. They're all really good. And all the lines that you say are, are smart and witty and dude, and are get good. Him some lean. So get just him some um, lean. here are your, here are your five sentences that were kind of bad and <laughs> fix them. That's all you need no, to we do. Need, just just we need Drake, edit. We need Drake back in Toronto with 40 in the lab with some lean and some weed, bro. That's what we need. Do you I, think I, Drake that, was we, really doing lean? He was not doing lean. Yeah, of course he was doing lean. What it's drinking, bro. It's not like he's shooting up. Like, who can't drink a little lean? It's NBD. I don't think you can say, of course, Drake was doing anything. I, you know, he, Fair he, enough. He might have been a Hollywood sipper. You know what I'm saying? He might is, have been a Hollywood sipper. He's one billion percent a Hollywood sipper. <laughs> he might not. We got to go, We gotta call her. We okay. gotta, <laughs> we'll put um, this one on ice. Yeah, we'll put this on ice, just like my fucking double cup. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> we're going to call uh, Carly Sorrentino. Uh, you might know her as Carly Slut Ever. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a, a known columnist at Vogue.com. Mm-hmm. She had a TV show on Viceland, which I can't wait to roast. I'm sure she has some good commentary for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's doing a bunch of other shit. Hollywood. You know I mean? She's a Hollywood Hollywood person now. And she also was on that Joe Swanberg show, Easy. And I think she had a relationship with Mark Maron on the show. So I can't wait to ask her about oh, that. Oh, that was her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We're going all the way back to some mumblecore Netflix material. I forgot um, about that show. It, it it was actually terrible, but every like fifth one would be good. TJ, kind of definitely low-key watched that show. You oh, know that. We know you did. We know you did. You're, you're a Maron stan. Anyway, um... <laughs> 
Let me call Carly. Okay. All right. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners... Our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Uh, we all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on. I compromise every day, Jason, as you know, because that's kind of part of being a good friend and partner. Oh, wow. I am forced to keep food in my refrigerator against my will um, <laughs> because my wife demands it. Uh, but when it comes to your health, Jason, there's absolutely no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, or their crossword puzzles just because they're available right now or because they take your slightly sketchy insurance. I know you have sketchy insurance, Jason. Instead, <laughs> check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and most importantly, prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. All these doctors are real with verified reviews from actual patients. We're talking about booking appointments with tens of thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed, credible doctors and specialists near you, or if you want to book one far away from you, that's your decision. <laughs> Go to ZocDoc.com slash HowLong and download ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That is ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash HowLong. ZocDoc.com slash HowLong. This episode of How Long Gone is brought to you by Booking.com. Booking dot, yeah, from cozy bed and breakfast to trendy boutique hotels with so many choices across the beautiful United States of America, you can book whoever you want to be. Uh, that can look like booking a five-star hotel to indulge your luxury side, that's me, or booking a remote cabin in the woods to explore your adventurous side. So um, spring has sprung, the sun is out, the sun is shining, I can't wait to get to New York. Check out Booking.com for your ideal hotel or vacation home, no matter where you go in the U.S. Booking.yeah. Book whoever you want to be on Booking.com.
booking dot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? Can you hear me? Oh yeah, we can hear you. You're coming in loud and clear. Okay, Mitch. Oh my god. Okay. Damn, damn. You got a nice ass kitchen though. It's really good. <laughs> really? Well, this is LA, so like my kitchen in New York, like it was. It's just when you move to LA, like things you're like feel glamorous, but it's just like you live in somewhere that's like vaguely you can move around in it, like min- minorly move around. I'll take minor. Uh, also, do you have headphones? Are you gonna just are you just gonna rock? I guess I should put in headphones, right? It'd be very helpful for our sound quality. Okay, let me do it. I don't really mind. I mean, this happened yesterday where I was like doing, I was like interviewing somebody um, <laughs> with someone else. This is a great story. It could have been anyone, honestly. <laughs> and um, and I didn't know how to turn off my camera, so it was just like me pointing my camera, at, yeah, like something else, and them having like the technological capability to just turn their camera off. It's embarrassing. Well, Jason's the AV team of this podcast, so don't expect much from me. Anyway, so what's up? Um. Okay, sorry. I'm like rushing to try and find my headphones. I, yeah, I was talking to Ryan yesterday, and he was like, I can't believe that you guys have never met. And I was like, I know, like, oh, like uh, about you guys, but I don't think we've ever met in real life. Are you talking about Ryan O'Connell? Yeah. Mm. Friend of the show, uh, friend of Carly's. Um, I don't, I don't really know either, but I think that you know it happens. Life moves fast. Yeah, he yeah. That well, we I've seen you on Netflix, but never in the streets. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen. I went to your hood, and they didn't know you, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. So you're okay. so you're I've, currently I've in LA. Do you live in LA full time? I do live in LA full time. Yeah. Sick. What what hood are you in? If you don't mind me asking. In Koreatown. Got mm. oh, my headphones. Okay. Yeah. And where are you guys? You're in New York, right? No, I, I'm wide. Well, I live in New York, but I'm in Montreal because my girl lives here. Um, Jason is in Glendale. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? That's nice. Thank you. <laughs> Nobody has ever said that on this podcast. They say, oh, that's really? a place. <laughs> People have been, been talking about how, um, how about how Koreatown, like how absent it is, is really alarming. Is it what's what's the what's the scene report like over there? Oh, that's interesting. Given that I'm not going anywhere else, I don't have anything to compare it to. I mean, <laughs> just just where people are like, you know, I thought going to like the Hollywood Walk of Fame or Sunset Strip would be really weird, but Koreatown was was maybe the most jarring because it's always so full of people walking around on the streets and stuff. I I live on a side street. To me, it feels the same. It feels the same. What I like about Greatown, it is the least pretentious neighborhood ever. It's Mm -hmm. 100% people walking their dogs in their full disgusting pajamas and people wearing masks before any of this even happened. So, <laughs> and, and then, and then Corona came around. <laughs> yeah. Damn. How okay. long have you ahead of the curve, How long have you said. lived in in LA? I thought you lived. I thought you uh, split your time. I thought your Instagram bio had an NY and then a plane emoji <laughs> and then <in> LA. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. If so, that would be sick. It, it would be really sick. That's why I'm asking. Uh, yeah, I've never gotten there yet. I was uh, <laughs> bi-coastal, very uh, high status but until recently. But um, I actually 
moved to LA officially last month and I had to move during Corona from, uh, from here remotely. It was one of the worst things I've ever done. I mean, I don't want to say that given that I, people are going through much worse, but it was very annoying. You're saying you had to move your stuff from New York cross country to Koreatown in Corona pandemic. In Corona pandemic. This yeah. is a safe space to complain about stuff that um, is not as bad as other people. So don't worry. <gasps> Our listeners are only coastal elite snobs who can at least sympathize with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I didn't even realize we were recording yet, so I'm glad that I've been trying to be so interesting. <laughs> um, oh, so, we we recording. Okay, so basically, yes, what happened is I <laughs> – here's my corona sob story. So my boyfriend and I were buying a house, like, right at the beginning, right before this happened. Like, we were buying this house. We were like, this is our dream house, freaking out. We uh, won this bidding war. We were – uh, taking our dog to the neighborhood and walking around pretending we live there being like, this is our coffee shop. We live here. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, and then, and then that, as we were doing the, we were in escrow and we were doing all the clothes, the inspections that week hit where suddenly in three days, it was just like Tom host Hanks has coronavirus sports don't exist anymore. Um, you know, travel restrictions and it all happened at once. And it just started to be like, Oh fuck. Like, everyone's saving but our savings are evaporating in the stock market like mm-hmm. you know he doesn't feel like he could sell the condo he lives in because his realtor was like no one's going to be buying anything then we have two houses it just was like mm-hmm. not the time not the time and it was so sad and it started to make me realize like oh and you know i don't have a job like i can't take on a mortgage right now i don't know when the next time i'm gonna work is realistically like maybe this is gonna last forever um forever hey meaning, come like, on I don't hey, know, six no. months <laughs> Well, did your business manager step in and say, like, don't do this? Or did you have to make that decision yourself? Well, my sort of very liberal business manager was like, it's fine. (laughs) 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 He was like, he was like, if you're going to overpay on something, overpay on a house. I was like, okay. Fair advice. Sure, sure, I guess. I mean, that's, I love that advice. Because I was like, more so than like a scarf on Grailed. That's true. Right, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Put the raft down, cop the house. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Um, because, you know, housing prices are going to go down now. So I was like, aren't you on top of the market? He's like, you can overpay for a house. But um, I did not take his advice. But I did have to pay somebody in New York. This is a service. And if anyone needs this, I have the perfect woman. She had to go to my apartment in New York and just manage my move for me. And I FaceTimed her for hours. She went through every single thing in my apartment. And I told her what to pack and what to throw out. That's a service that I would absolutely spend any amount of money on. That is amazing. It was no, she's the most amazing person in the whole world. She manages my friends. She works for the Fed, which is so weird. But just as a side job, she like manages Airbnbs because she's like likes to make money and be organized. You know what? I like the. Fr- <laughs> I'm. I'd love to make money. Organization, not my specialty. So I, I can I can relate on one level. Uh, does she, does she, so who puts you in touch with this person? She's my friend's friend and just my friend's Airbnb. It was amazing. Okay. Because, but it's so, it's literally like that dildo can go in the trash. I don't want that anymore. <laughs> but like that chair, I need. <laughs> like it's all of you, you, you don't even realize how much stuff you have. It's so crazy. Because that's probably one of the most intimate things you could share with a stranger is them going through, like, like you just said, your you know, your tax papers and sex toys and like, oh, I don't need that lotion (laughs) thingy or whatever. Like your most intimate things of your entire life. 
Um, I know it's true. And also I think one of the good things about it is that have you guys Marie Kondoed? Yes. Uh, no. You have, Jason? I have. I still fold my socks like a dumbass to this day. <laughs> you sell out, bitch. I, I don't. What do you mean? I'm, you This is I, good growth for me. Trust me. I don't. I'm not a hoarder per se, but I really like to be surrounded by my stuff. You know, you know what I mean? And and I've my Marie Kondoing is packing up uh, Supreme T-shirts from 2005 <laughs> with tags on them and mailing them to my parents' house. Uh, so you deal with this swag. Yeah, mom, take my swag off my hands. Um, I, I don't do you, all the condo, but I do. I still organize my closet by color. <laughs> I, I fold my socks in a, a special way. And but Damn, I, if bro. I throw shit away, I don't like. I don't th- say a, a few words. I just I just throw it away. <laughs> Are you condo yes. house, Carly? Well, I totally agree that it's growth, and I did it. Um, a while ago. And then I was just saying that when someone else is packing your stuff, it's that times a thousand because you're not going to make someone dig through the box of old, disgusting vibrators. You're just going to be like, I don't want that anymore. You're not going to find the one that maybe you'll use again, you know? <laughs> so Old Faithful is done. Yeah. So I threw out <laughs> so much of my stuff because I just was like, I didn't want to ha- her to have to dig around. And I think then just you for start the best. to... It's for the best. And then you start to realize, like, I don't even think I know what I'm losing. You know how if you're, Mm. like, editing, you feel like you can't lose anything on a script or something, and then you're editing it, and then, like, you read it a bit later, and you, like, can't even remember what you took out? Mm. Thank thank you for talking to us. Thank you for talking Mm. to us like we're members of the Hollywood committee, too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We're fellow fellow guild members. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) we we know exactly what you're talking about. We have to get a a scan of your guild card before we publish this episode. So if you could just send (laughs) that over, that'd be great. But (laughs) you you instantly don't even remember what you were throwing away. And that's a great part about life. Yes, I can put it in like podcast editing terms. That's, that's the way your brain functions. I don't even know if you edit this podcast. That's something else I should have asked ahead of time. There's a very uh, light amount of editing only okay. only at your at your request. All right. Um, Otherwise, we just let it spray. <laughs> yeah, you got to let it spray. We come into your neighborhood and we but spray. But if you name some um, names, we'll we'll cut it out for you. Oh, no, you... I just want to know if I had room to say anything boring, but I'll keep up. Absolutely not. No, you don't. Absolutely not. We're running. This is a fucking marathon. You got to go all 26 miles. We do three shows a week. You know, these people take what they get. They're animals. Yeah. Yeah. They're stuck. They don't have much of a choice. They need entertainment. Um, So what did you, during this process, what did you find that you had a lot more of than you thought? Or or like, like you were like, oh my God, I did not know I had this. I have to get rid of this shit. During the Marie Kondo? um, Yeah. Birkins. Birkin going crazy. (laughs) You know what I do, I have a lot of, is just slob clothes, which I think is also (laughs) a terrible sign of moving to LA. Like in New York, I I had a level of dignity that was not (laughs) that high. Choose your Uh, next words wisely, sweetie. uh, This is a bad. This this podcast is always a battle of the coasts. So please continue. <laughs> it is okay. No, everyone no. everyone knows that that New York be dressing much better than LA. That's for sure. <laughs> so much that, um, like, when I hadn't been to New York in a while, and I would go to New York and I would sit in a in a like a lunch spot or whatever, just to go somewhere totally normal, it would be an erotic experience because <laughs> I would be like, people here are so beautiful. They appear to have showered today. This is amazing. <laughs> 
Do you guys um, remember going to a lunch spot? Oh, God. I know. <laughs> I can't even believe I just said lunch spot. I've never said that before in my whole life. But, like, um, but yeah, I had I hit a wall yesterday where I just had a tantrum where I was like, I miss restaurants. That's the number one thing I miss, for sure. Restaurants in the gym. Yeah, the gym. Are you guys getting fat? <laughs> oh, hell. Are you crazy? The only thing I care about is leaving this shit hotter. <laughs> We uh, what are you, yeah we have not you, gotten fatter thank God but I I've been cooking a fuckload I've right been, so I've been big bacon Jason's an incredible right. cook to to situate you so like his cooking is not like cup of noodles it's like full <laughs> restaurant it's like restaurant level food right. and why are you so good at cooking you've just been doing it for years yeah just just doing it for years self taught off watching like Food Network when I was a kid and then just you know cooking up in the lab afterwards. That's great. And then he's probably, I mean, I've seen all these memes like we're going to leave this either a chef or an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. I mean, that tracks for me too. I've been cooking a lot, which is not something that I usually do. And I really like it. The thing I like about it is that it feels productive, but you don't actually have to think very much. Yeah, it's it's good for people for kind of like anxious people who need to feel like a sense of completion or like you you did something, but you can kind of turn your, your brain off. At the same time, just use the bod. Right. And so I've been doing that more. And I thought that I was going to leave this fatter because I, it's really difficult for me to push myself. I work with a trainer a couple times a week. I can exercise mm. by myself, you know, to, to my heart's desire. I will never push myself as hard as when I'm with sure. the trainer. Um, but you can say I, his or her name. Oh, Olive. It's a woman. <laughs> I'm a female trainer. Do you go to a gym or does Olive come to the crib? I go to a gym. I do. She's a kickboxing trainer. I've been in kickboxing for like 10 months. I'm going to be, I'm sure I'll be shit at it when we leave this because it'll be the longest amount of time that I haven't been training. Wow. So how did you come to kickboxing? Do you want to empower yourself or do you just think it was like a fun workout? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He clearly, he clearly hasn't yeah, what, met Olive before. What are the, what are the, op, what other options are there? Just wanting to get shredded or wanting to be able to kill somebody. There's only two ways it's going to go. That's true. Basically what happened was, um, <laughs> good point. Okay. Okay. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Struggle to find things, working workouts that I actually like. I like to work out hard, but distract, like feel like my brain is distracted so that mm -hmm. I don't realize that I'm working out. And I'm also really anxious. And I found that um, actually hitting something is great for your mental health, but also that it's a skill. So as I get better at it, it actually feels like there's progress versus if you're just running. I'm like, what is the point of running? <laughs> you're like what's happened i feels like abstract you know, where it's like oh i'm getting better at this thing like, it's like a it's called a sport guy it's a sport <laughs> no, that's, yeah i was gonna say let me let me mansplain this to you. i've been sport, hearing about babe. sports okay, lately sports. Oh. <laughs> you ever heard of fucking football all right so yeah. you so you get you get the 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 satisfaction of feeling yourself getting better at this thing that seemed like you would never even be good at it 10 months ago when you started yeah, and it's like rather than just saying, okay, sprint back and forth, it's like, okay, try and kick this thing as hard as you can to knock it over or whatever it is. And then if you just, it's like you can focus and try and achieve something rather than just push yourself without a goal. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I, I also, I, I love the running shade. 
Yeah, I, I'm going to def- defend running um, just real quick um, in the court of uh, how long gone public opinion. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, um, I find that, that I black out when I run. Like if I get into the groove and the music is hitting, I'm, I'm like not th- – I'm, I'm completely lost in my own world. There's a Murakami book about it if you guys want to read it. Um, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> Do not let find- her get caught in the groove because she will go. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, today I did. I did like eight and a half, nine miles outside, and it's just so much. I don't know. Damn. To me, that's I'm impressive, always, man. I've always ran like on and off because my dad's a runner, and so is my sister. Like they do like races and shit. Um, but I never loved it, and I still don't necessarily love it. But I do like what it does for me mentally. It's a different high than. First of all, let me just, Carly. I'm also sober, so I clearly have issues. So <laughs> I'm. I'm it's a different high than like lifting weights. Could you it's, could it's, you describe this wow. high possibly, Chris? Um it's a I would say and and I don't like to throw this term around, TJ, but mm. euphoric. Um mm. like I would I wouldn't say it lasts too long. It's a 15, 20 minute situation, but then the rest of the day, the way my body feels, like of course there's like aches and pains because I'm older and I'm pushing myself, obviously like a professional athlete. Um but the <laughs> but the but the <laughs> But just in general, like your body feels, it feels good. You feel lean and like hungry in a good way. I, mm-hmm. I can't explain it. It's, it's, it's been interesting because I've been running a lot during the quarantine because it's obviously the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Um, so you and, so you feel like when when it's time to eat your meal, you're like, I'm going to eat a bunch of food because my body needs it and I'm going to feel great versus like I shouldn't have had that. I wouldn't say yet. a bunch of, I wouldn't say a bunch of food. I still substitute bread for rice cakes, but I, you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. You know that's I mean. great. That's that is so many miles. How long does it take you to do that? Like, how long did you run today? It's like an hour, hour and five, maybe. You can just keep running. You don't have to stop and walk. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I did. What about I mean, a water break? You bring water <laughs> with you or no? No, 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 bro. I fucking I drink a I drink a liter and a half before I leave. I have a wake up. I have some a homemade cold brew that just gets me fucking going like a couple bumps. Then I drink the water and then I fucking run, man. It, and you sweat. It just I don't know. What I, happens I just, when you're when you're on mile seven out there in the Canadian Rockies and you have to go number one? What do you do? That doesn't happen to me. I've never had to do that. But I do know a, I was I was friends with, I, I was friends with a girl. Suit yourself. Uh, I, I was friends with a girl in. Um, in growing up like in the, in the hardcore scene that was like a really serious runner and like went on to be a professional and it's very common for runners to have to stop and take shits when doing distance runs in public mm-hmm. because they like because yeah. it's, that's just like what it does to your body i guess when you're right. on like mile 15 um but anyway oh, yeah. uh we've seen but that. you don't experience you haven't experienced that yet no, but when I hit mile 15, I probably still won't do that because I'm squeamish. But um, I guess you don't have a choice, really. <laughs> if you're running by a Four Seasons, then maybe you'll stop. But otherwise, yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, if I'm if I'm if I'm turning the corner at Balthazar and I can just hop downstairs, then that's fine. But I don't know if <laughs> you know. I don't know if I could just go in the woods. But running—that's <laughs> what I've found about running. But I think kickboxing. I've heard a lot of people really fall in love with that and a lot of guys jason and i know are in love with like um jujitsu which i think is a similar thing that you get good at and you're like working towards a goal mm-hmm. yeah i know it really does i get that feeling of blacking out working out has always been important to my for my mental health but it's always been difficult to find that feeling of being able to forget where you are and what you're doing that's a really hard feeling to achieve i think um, it's the only without thing drugs that, yeah, drugs yeah, that's right. ever taken me there. That's the whole problem. 
I mean, yeah. it's, it's the whole thing. Yeah, I think, I, I think what you were talking about before of, of feeling like where it's different when you're actually hitting something, that feeling you get, I think that type of working out where you can't concentrate on anything except for what you're doing at that moment is is like that real mental clarity that you hit only with super strenuous exercise. Yeah, exactly. And also not, and, and it being challenging enough that you have to focus if you're doing combinations or whatever. Um, it's, I'm really competitive. So, and I was really big in sports when I was younger in high school. That was and my, then, that was my next question. What did you play? What did you do in high school? I played soccer and basketball. I was like really, um, like I was captain of my varsity basketball and soccer teams. Like I was like a sporty, Damn. like an annoying sporty person with like very, like a lot of thigh muscles. Um, <laughs> did you get a full ride this- to Villanova? <laughs> I did not. Mm, okay. <gasps> <Of> course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so no full ride. That is unfortunate. But at least you have the quads to, to prove. Yeah, that, I had know? really thick quads, but um, it always was about competition for me. Like I would regularly foul a lot of basketball games because I would just get so angry that I would just be like too aggressive with people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think so. So not a Virgo, not a Virgo. I don't know that much about um, whatever astrology, but I'm Libra. Good for you. Is that a competitive one? Couldn't tell I you. Don't, we don't know either. We just know that we're both we're both Virgos and we're thriving. So we just like <laughs> to meet other. We just like to meet other Virgos. Yeah, some some signs are rising, but we are thriving. <laughs> In general. In general. Is quarantine or is like. Does quarantine work well on you guys? You know, I'm actually shocked at how well I'm handling it. I thought I would have already had a couple meltdowns, and I've been pretty zenned out overall. <laughs> I'm not really – I'm like a guy – I have, I don't honestly, I don't think I've been in one place for a month in a really long time. So it's been it's been pretty good, I think, overall. Jason, you're, you're thriving. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean – I would say I'm I'm doing fine. I haven't had any any breakdowns, but I was I was talking, which is something I want to talk to you about about um, quarantining with your partner versus alone and how that affects um, sex drive. Oh right, yeah, you, I think, yeah. You're an expert, so go, yeah. You know, well, take the floor. I was talking yesterday with my <laughs> with my girlfriend, and she was talking about how some of her friends were saying that they were experiencing a lack of sex drive and. It seemed like a, a through line was that was happening to people who were quarantining with their partner, and then the alone quarantiners are hornier than they've ever been in their entire they're life. They're they're jerking off on Zoom again. Yeah, again, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking FaceTime slutting all day. <laughs> yeah, I think that. I mean, to steal something that my therapist said, Please. she's like, I think it seems as though everything is increased like it's there's it's increased in every direction like there's all this research from china that um after quarantine more people got divorced but also more people got married and more people had kids like birth rate Mm. spikes too so it just feels like everything's being magnified good and bad yeah right exactly um and then i think that that feels true i feel like personally i've had swings where sometimes I just have this roaming anxiety about what whatever it is the future uncertainty money my job and that's 
not erotic, obviously. And you sometimes feel kind of gross because you're in sweatpants constantly. So it's not even like, oh, your partner doesn't seem appealing. It's for me sexually feeling, being able to feel turned on. It has, I have to feel like good about myself as well. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm like, look like gross and I, then I can't be. (laughs) Are you, are you trying, are you, are you making an effort to not look gross or is it, are you just saying, fuck it? Are you putting, are you putting on the Mew Mew in the Prada or are you just putting on the sweats? I'm just, I'm really just putting on the sweats. I think I should make an effort. But like, we need, yeah. Are you guys putting on pants? Like what's happening? Like what's, what should I do? (laughs) What's happening? Um, (laughs) I I would say that unfortunately um, I run a little hot, so I do like to wear a comfortable short during the day. Jason is known for his shorts wearing because he's very tall and pants are hard to find that have his correct inseam. Um, so we both we <laughs> oh, both embrace you, we both embrace shorts for different reasons. Um, but it, when it's dinner time, I like to put on a pair of pants and maybe a shirt that has a collar. But I wear those all the time. That's not like special for me. Um, you do just at home with you and your girlfriend. Yeah, I'll just put on some jeans and an so Oxford. So you'll you'll do a wardrobe change for dinner. Yes, I'm also showering twice a day. You know, so I, I are uh, you are you eating? Uh-huh. Are, and when you guys eat dinner, you're eating dinner at the dinner table and and setting it and having a proper meal, or are you guys eating it yeah, on we, the couch no, while you're watching no, one of your no, favorite I, episodes I, of The Office? He loves The Office. I love The <laughs> Office. First of all, fuck you and all this <laughs> slander. Office is a fucking classic, dumbass. Everybody um, loves it. See, thank you, Carly. Thank you. Team Office. Uh, I um, mm-hmm. No, no, eat at the table. Actually, and Jason, sidebar, uh, we can talk about this later, but started Party Down, and you're right, it is really good. Great. I had never watched it before. Um, anyway, yeah, we eat, we eat dinner like normal people, sophisticated, civilized. I don't eat dinner on like a couch. I don't like that. It's gross. Apparently, you get fatter then, too, because something that my therapist also told me without asking. She was like, don't eat in front of the TV because you eat more because you you're not conscious of what you're eating. You don't taste food and you get fat. I was like, thanks. <laughs> that is true. But also, sometimes that is the best kind of eating. You know, Sometimes you need to black out. Dude, food tastes better when you're in front of the TV. And also, TV is better when you're eating. I don't. Mm-mm. I don't agree with this, guys. I that did, is I big facts. Disagree. Unfortunately, <laughs> you guys. You guys like eating too much. And I think that's the issue. True. <laughs> are you not? It's a so source you're of wearing, pleasure. So, Carly, what's the? Let's. We need to walk through the day. What time are you getting up? Are you getting dressed? Like, are you? What are we doing? I mean, I set my alarm for ten minutes before you guys called, and <laughs> it was really hard for me to get out. I'm not joking. I was like, what? So noon. Like, <laughs> noon. Noon? <laughs> yeah, noon. What are you, a fucking teenage boy rebelling? <laughs> How I'm late not, were you out last I'm night? I'm on the late sleep schedule, guys. Were you on Zoom having a cocktail party last night? <laughs> no, I was watching TV until late at night. What was I watching? Do you consider that part of your job? No, oh, no, I was watching these YouTube clips of like, <laughs> actually, it was <laughs> 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 people do it was like football players it's like a mashup of football players doing like crazy catches in slow motion what the wow. fuck so you are an athlete were you high <laughs> i was not high so I you just- were watching like highlight reels of football <laughs> players doing good catches <laughs> yes <laughs> damn <laughs> at what time I- in the night was this going on 
Like three, I guess. Okay, I'm your therapist now. Oh, and you're God. unraveling. You're unraveling, and you need help. <laughs> three a.m. watching <laughs> ESPN <fuck>? three. <laughs> <laughs> ESPN three, Bruh, That is, I mean, how did, Carly, I like Carly, it. How did you're you like my, there? you're like my uncle. <laughs> yeah, do you live in Tampa? No, that was a <laughs> sick cash. I don't know what's that? been happening. Yeah, so basically, well, is is your is your partner asleep next to you in bed while you're watching these highlight reels? No, he was completely part of it. Basically, what happened was Damn, okay. we. We just watched all of Last Chance U. Have you seen that documentary series? Oh, okay, series? yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But you're so football was on the brain. Football's on the brain. And then watching <laughs> a lot of sport, been watching a lot of sports documentaries in general for some reason. I don't know why. Um, Cheer, I think, started it. Sure. And then it's So just, you're working like, your way through a lot of gridiron classics right now? Yeah, but it is amazing. Like, have you ever watched. A, a real a slow motion clips of football players catching stuff. Um, <laughs> this is this um, is when the edible kick in type shit right now. This is, this is really when the edible kick in type shit. <laughs> I you know I actually um, you know I grew up in the South, so football is in my DNA, um, and I hate it. And I think that I I I don't know if I can appreciate it the same way that you can. So so just really? so this is just a guy slow mo catching the ball good. That's it. No, it's professional. I know, I know. A variety know. of professionals. Oh, okay. There, I just there, said it's one guy. I was like, no, 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 no. no. no we're talking like a, a we're talking like a we're talking like an Odell Beckham jump one handed like end zone yeah. moment. Okay. Yeah, I mean no, that, exactly, is exactly that is what it was. exciting. What does what does the slow mo do for you? They just show it once when they do it, and then it's too fast. So you're like, "What happened?" Mm-hmm, and then they show mm-hmm. it again in slow motion, and you're like, "Oh, I can see now." Jason, <laughs> in, the, in the DJ world, we call that running it back. And, oh, uh, I might be familiar. Yeah, bring it back, as Got they say, it. run it back. Yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you. No problem. No and problem. so you guys, so you grew up in Friday Night Lights, basically. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, I grew up in, in suburban Atlanta where football is very important. And I, of course, wasn't a jock and not that I had like issues with it. It was always just like, this shit is whack to me. Um, and right. I still, I, I just don't have any interest. I don't sports just following sports just doesn't interest me. I guess I'll watch basketball like casually. Cause it's, to me, it's the most like athletic, um, but I don't really, it doesn't, I don't know. I, just yeah, don't I guess growing up, it was sort of like, you know, we don't want to be a jock because we're, yeah, like, I was we're like punk rock and, punk and hardcore. Yeah. Exactly. So right. then, but now ironically you have grown up into sort of a jock yourself, Chris. Yeah. But I consider what I'm doing like holistic wellness and treating my body well. <laughs> so it's a, it's a little different. Like I'm not, it's not macho. It's not jockey. It's more holistic than that. You're so. trying to get more lean. <laughs> Yeah, anything. I want to be I want to be as lithe and lean and muscular as possible and no gains, which football is is obviously the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Um, where okay. did you Where did you grow up? Me? Yeah. <laughs> I guess obviously. Um I grew up in, in the Hudson Valley, like in upstate New York. Like like near the city or like far far? It's about an hour and a half north of the city. It's near um Poughkeepsie, New Paltz, that okay, area. Okay, sure, sure, Beacon. sure. So, so you were coming into the city on the weekends to get lit? No, I wasn't actually. Like my parents were really strict. It's a it's a like conservative Catholic sort of smaller town. Um, 
and my parents were really strict growing up. So we weren't, I would never be allowed to just go on a train by myself. Like I had the earliest curfew of my friends kind of thing. What were you into in high school besides jockeying? Yeah, jockeying, like sort of meeting up my thighs. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sort of meeting up my thighs. (laughs) Working on losing my thigh gap. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) trying to pack the space between my thighs. Um, I was very basic, I have to say. Like, I remember for my 16th birthday, I got tickets to a Britney Spears concert in Albany, and me and my friends. My mom drove me and my friends up to it, and we screamed all the lyrics of the Britney Spears CD out the window for two hours when we drove up and all the way back. And in hindsight, I'm just like, I had the best mom. Like, that's psychotic that you would do that for your kid. But that was the highlight of my whole adolescence. Um, So, yeah, I was pretty basic. And then, uh, and then, I kind of hit a wall and the because I was really good at school and I was like I really, hit a wall with being basic and I realized I, I needed to figure it out. You know, <laughs> I needed to figure it out literally. And then seventeen, <laughs> I just became like a drug addict. I was like went full hardcore other direction. I graduated high school. What? I was like what when kind you of drugs? Senior? Like ecstasy and ketamine. Sick early yeah. ketamine user. Damn. Well, I, I moved. Did you have London. a British boyfriend? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> No, I was living in London. Literally, I lived, it was so, people did so much K there. It was insane. I lived at one point with two K dealers at the same time. I didn't they have still an do. option. <laughs> yeah, it's just true. It's true. Yeah, yeah it's never, it's never <laughs> waned. Don't worry. <laughs> Why is that? Because British people are cooler than us when it comes yeah. to nightlife. I think it's, I it's think. ketamine, when an American says it, it sounds kind of dorky. And when a British person says it, it sounds cool. That's why. God says cool, yeah. I think that also, it, gets there from India or something, right? Like they obviously have a like a better pipeline. Quicker, quicker in the supply there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what why did you move there for college? Yeah, and, and I moved there technically to go to college. Um I dropped out immediately, like in for the first semester. So I'm trying to figure all this out <laughs> in therapy, what was going on in my brain, but I think it was just that feeling of, I don't know if you had that feeling of growing up, trying really hard, like type A, school, sports, like being no. you know, strict parents. Uh, never unfortunately, the unfortunately, you're talking to two losers. We were, we were quite the opposite. I dropped out of high school in 11th grade. <laughs> you did? That's yeah. cool, honestly. I, I respect that. I think it's cool sometimes, but part part of me really wishes I could be like a snob who went to like an Ivy League college. You know, I feel like that, that those are my two halves. It would be cool if you went back to college, Chris. That'd be a great reality show, finally. Mm-hmm. My calling. Chris <laughs> goes to Brown. <laughs> <laughs> but did you finish high school ever? No. So no. then what did you Okay. I this just is- I worked. I mean, I just worked and then I started managing a band and we were successful and that was it. What was the band? Sorry, I should probably know this. They were called Cartel. It was like a top 40 like pop punk band in 2005, 6, 7. So oh, cool. It, I mean, it was successful enough to like I was rich for a 24-year-old and could afford a lot of coke. Um, <laughs> but I, but I'm, what I'm saying Except. is I, I – You had a C-class. Nothing to sneeze at. Nothing to sneeze at, but also nothing to write home about. Uh-huh. Um, but I did Those that are both and, Cartel songs, by the way. No, shut up. Uh, and then, um, but that's what I, that's what I did. But I don't think that like, I was definitely, I, I am definitely a type A, but I did not apply that in school. And I would say Jason's probably the same way. 
One one thousand percent. Never like, cared I much never, for school learning. Never cared, and I, I tested pretty well, and like could have taken that route if I wanted to, and just like could not be bothered. Chris, like, just was did, there a point did, in your in your mm-hmm. childhood school schoolings where you were actually excelling? Was there like a grade that you killed it? Yeah, like seventh eighth grade, I got asked to take the SAT like as a as part of this like program, and I te- I did really well on the SAT for mm. my age. But then I was like, sorry, guys. Like, have you ever heard of fucking straight edge? Like, this is lame, bro. This is <laughs> I like- can't be caught dead doing good on the SATs. I'm out of Exactly. Here. Which is interesting <laughs> because because a lot a lot of hardcore and punk stuff is pretty literate. And it's not like dumb, dumb culture, at least in Atlanta. It wasn't dumb, dumb culture. Mm-hmm. But I was just so focused on this other life that I had that school just like did not interest me. Like my life did not revolve around school at all. That mm-hmm. makes sense. But it's, yeah, do you think that it's, quote, cultural? It was, it's almost like peer pressure to not be good at school because the people you're around value other things. I think it, there's a peer pressure to be smart and like intelligent, but there's a peer pressure to like fuck the system at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's like a, it's, it's an interesting like dichotomy, basically. Like you want to be smart, but you have to do it on your own terms. We almost. had to get First, our, our own education our own way. Yes. Yeah. And right. it's, and it, and it doesn't, you you have to make the agreement with yourself that you're not going to have a a traditional job or career path that way. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And do you feel like now that there is a little bit of I mean because I relate to this in an ego way where that still that gut feeling still persists. So now if you, you know, when you're successful, you have a cool podcast, people are like, "Oh, like where'd you go to school?" and you're like, "I dropped out of college or I dropped out of high school." Like, is there a little bit part of you that's like feels like you won because it's like fuck you i didn't i wish system, I, I, like. I wish i felt like that but i don't feel really anything towards it i'm kind of just like I, that's just my path i don't you know what i mean it's just kind of like I, I don't um i think i think I when you're younger and you find success then you you probably get a little bit of that i was a monster yeah exactly and yeah. you're in here like you, you you do get a little pride i'm like yeah i did all this shit without going to school like you losers you messed up but then i think as you get older you, you start to miss some things about you know going to college or going to school well i think you can probably relate to this too but i think it's just like living any sort of non-traditional lifestyle doesn't feel that edgy at this point do you know what i mean like like be working for myself doesn't feel edgy that's what everybody wants to do you know so it's like i don't think Mm -hmm. that but i think 10 years ago 15 years ago it felt really edgy and like you know that that's just how things go. I think it's just a trend now to like, no one needs a job and that there's so many reasons for that, that people don't, don't want to work for a corporation or whatever. But you know, now it's just, everybody's stealing. People are definitely dumber now. (laughs) People are dumb as hell. That's true. We're we're trending dumb and that benefits me greatly. Yeah. (laughs) But people have been getting dumber since the the dawn of time. Probably. It's true. It's, 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 there's no, yeah. There's a grid. Well, how did you start? How did you start writing? Did you just do that for fun, or did it, and then it turned into something, or did you set out to do that? Um, I, uh, I went when I technically was going to college for like five minutes. I was like, oh, I want to be a playwright. So there was like something there, but then basically I I dropped out, and I was living in this um like squatted commune, which is a story that I probably people are sick of hearing me tell, but like I it's basically a squad where you don't pay rent, right? So you live, we live in this sort of abandoned hostel. Yes. And we're we're like, familiar with that. We're okay. okay. With You've that. seen yeah. fight club. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, 
you know, hence living with multiple ketamine dealers. And so I didn't have to work really because I, my overhead was almost nothing. <laughs> and you had a small um, nut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My overhead was low. Overhead <laughs> was low. So um, I decided I was like, oh, I'll start a blog and I'll, pra- I'll literally pra- practice writing. This was 2007. Um, so there wasn't any examples of like blogging being a job or bloggers being successful. Like this was pre all of that. It's when yeah. I always say like when I first started a blog spot, it was when the internet looked different. Like it was when people had black backgrounds on their blog spot with pink text yes. on top of it truly so a different read. time truly a yeah. different time i have no and idea like, what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> jason was jason was in the club he doesn't even remember the internet at that point I, my <laughs> blog spot was the cobrasnake.com thank you very much oh flex big flex <laughs> <laughs> um i was a big fan of the cobra snake for sure uh-huh. Who um wasn't? and yeah, there wasn't that, wasn't that many pictures either. It was very like text. It was very text heavy. Anyway, so I started a blog to just be like, oh, I'm going to blog about what happens in our squat and I'm going to practice <laughs> writing. And then squat talk. Li- this is a live blog for our squat. So yeah, you guys can just follow along. It would be like somebody left a skinned goat's head that they bought at the Turkish market, like in the middle of the hallway. Like, who left the goat head here? And it would just be like a picture of it. And then I would literally post it, be like, who left this here? Like that, and then for some reason that blog became successful. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that's inter- well, it's a it's a it's a window into a life that most people don't understand. You know, you were you were focused. It was a focused blog, right? It was very it was it was me. hyper focused. Yeah, it was, and then squat I, things. So, yes, <laughs> it's a squat it's, thing. You wouldn't get it. it. It's a squat <laughs> thing. It was called. It's a squat thing, and then of course I got a job working for Vice from that. Because I mean, what else would the end of the story be? I would love to make fun you of Vice. You legally have to get offered a job by Vice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shane yeah. Smith has a deal with the devil. He has to give you a job. Uh, and then, because I was, I was, I have my Vice dealings as well from the very early days. So I, I, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't turn it into a TV show uh, or anything cool, but I was there. <laughs> He delivered. He delivered the magazines to various record stores around town. I did deliver. I did deliver. I was the Atlanta distributor, and then moved on up to working with doing some brand activations in the the (laughs) office and um, doing basically like doing coke with dudes. Um, But the uh, the show. What was your experience with with Vice TV? Because I feel like it it kind of worked, but kind of didn't in general as a network. Oh yeah. Ooh, hot question. <laughs> I mean, the thing is like by But the it's time, over. It's over now, right? Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. I mean, yeah, it's it's like I have a real love-hate relationship with Vice. Obviously, I worked with them at various points for like a dec- a decade. Yeah. I mean, when I first, when That's I said I time. first got that job, um I was probably 20 and I was in London and I started as an intern, right? And then I started writing they were like, come work, be an intern. Like, we like your blog, be an intern, which is funny to, to start out with. And then it's like writing freelance. And then by the time in New York when I was doing that show, um, it was 10 years later. And obviously the company was like getting more, quote, corporate at that time. But, you know, you're talking about doing Coke. Like, I remember, <laughs> yeah, 2000, it, like, Did they do Coke eight. advice? Yeah, I've never <laughs> heard about that. What is Coke exactly? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
It's so funny though, with the hindsight of like me too and, and everything that's happened in the last few years, I was talking like when we in the vice office in the UK, we would just, I was an intern. We would go out after work, then everyone would get drunk. Then they would go back to the office, open it up. And we would just go to the office to do Coke there. Like that so was sick. very normal. So sick. What a, what a great time. Was this when the street, was the streets really popping at this point? My favorite artist. Yes. The streets huge. It was like that. The God. It was Gavin McGinnis was still going yeah. strong, juice and dose. But then, but then, so vice went kind of like, serious i would say that they were like okay we got to be serious now like we're going no- to syria no more dildos <laughs> right, <exactly. laughs> or like dildos are still allowed but like you get like pushed down like the cereal content like pops up first if i hear about sex one more fucking time we're trying to talk about palestine like do you not understand <laughs> <laughs> But it was just like they don't have – they don't want to pay people any money. I mean the, the, the notorious anecdote is that when you're shooting, they make you pay for your own coffee. So <laughs> so that's insane. Like you're not getting paid a lot anyway. Then you everyone gets a $15 allowance for food every day on set. Shoot, shoot days are 12 hours. So for the person, for the producers or whatever, like yeah. they're working 12-hour days. Everyone else maybe a little less. But like – Fifteen dollars doesn't buy you food. And, all day, and this so. is not for your a little YouTube series. This is this is for a a network television program. Yeah, this is on cable. Yeah, I mean, and you're also you're the creator and the producer and the star. Damn, is that basically up. what we're talking about? Yeah. Oh no, so it's, it's crazy. They should at least give you forty five dollars. I mean, <laughs> at least I mean, if you got three rolls, you know what I'm saying? Cash three checks. <laughs> no, it's so. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen a uh, network operate like that where, like, everybody who used to work for them when they quit, like, all, like, the hosts or the talent of the shows goes on Twitter and, like, a media in all caps, like, blasts them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you I know. Destroys them. A- a- HBO just, like, like somewhat <laughs> – or, like, whatever, like, leaves the, the office and then, like, goes on Twitter and is just, like, fuck ABC or whatever, like, yeah, they say. yeah. yeah. Larry, Larry David on Twitter telling HBO to CEO to fuck himself. Like, yeah, it's, not himself. it's not gonna. But happen. it's just part of the culture that now. <sighs> How many seasons did you do? We did two, um, and then like whatever, my contract was over, and then the um, network imploded. So it didn't really. There wasn't like a talk about doing another one. <laughs> how how did it did <laughs> on it get of the implosion? <laughs> yeah, on yeah. So we did not renegotiate because the network actually folded. Um, <laughs> so it was it was an unfortunate set of. Do set you of have any money that we could have? <laughs> <laughs> you guys got any cash? Or <laughs> um, did so? I guess did you see? Because it was the thing about so Vice. The thing about Vice as a network is that as a as a member that identifies with Gen X, I have cable. But if you didn't have cable, it was you could watch it online. But it wasn't like being on TV the way like being on a sitcom is being on TV. Yeah, no, totally. Like this is this is not a joke, and it's not funny either. <laughs> I feel like I will laugh though. Still. People would be like, like we would interview people in the show, and they'd be like, "Where can I find? Where can I watch it?" And I would be like, "Okay, um, <laughs> uh, like it's so complicated." You're like, "Bitch, I wish I knew." Uh, <laughs> can you download? You need to download this app and then enter this code, and then uh, we'll send you a survey. Um, <laughs> exactly. It's hard to find the fucking show. Like, 
It is. I mean, now you can watch it um, if you go on. It's on Amazon, so you can go buy it. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. But did you see? Did you? I guess what I'm asking is like, obviously, I was aware of you before that because you know you're speaking to me in some ways. And then, but but did you see like fame happen? Like, did it? Did it like? Did something happen, or was it just kind of like I have a job now where I'm on TV? Oh, um, definitely. I think that the demographic expanded a little bit. Like that. That's what I did notice because. Usually, you know, like I've always done stuff on YouTube and there would be like the sort of the audience you would guess, like teen girls and girls in their 20s would be like, I really like your book sometimes, right? Yeah, but then yeah. what was so weird is that the audience of Viceland was primarily middle-aged men. Yeah, so, I, want to, I want to see Eddie Wong make some spicy shit. <laughs> I know. Like literally my dad. Like, my dad <laughs> loved Viceland. He mourned the loss of Viceland and nothing to do with me. Maddie <laughs> Matheson. Maddie Matheson is sick. You're I cool love too, though. Food. You're cool too, though, man. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Thanks, dude. Thanks, dad. Thanks, um, dad. <laughs> but sometimes I would get like a construction worker dude just be like, hey, I, I, I really like your stuff. And I was like, "That's cool. That honestly makes me feel cool." That's great. Do you think? Uh, do you think it opened up? I mean, it did open up opportunities. Can I buy wise. photos of your feet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I need both. How much for both? Um, <laughs> yeah. Is that do you, do you think it opened up doors? Though I mean, it was definitely worth doing from a career standpoint. Totally. Did and you become thing- friends with celebrities? Is what we were asking you. Celebrities? No, honestly, yeah. It's did like Quentin Tarantino middle- DM you? You know stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> he did not. Let's see. Oh, one time, um, though, <laughs> uh, Miranda July tweeted at me that she liked my show. So does that count? <laughs> mm, mm, we were hoping a little bigger than that. I'll take it. But, I'll take it. But I'll, Chris isn't in love with it. We'll say that. I, I'm not in love with it. I don't. I don't fuck with Portland celebrities. Only in New York or LA. Um, <laughs> She lives in Mount Washington, I think. I, I've seen her there. Mount Washington is basically Portland, so <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going there. I will agree uh, with that. <laughs> well, also, Jason and I were talking before this, and I would love to talk about your your role on the the Joe Swanberg Netflix show. Oh yeah, because we both saw that and kind of forgot about it until today. Um, and I think that what was that experience? Did you like doing it, or because that show's kind of weird, where every episode is totally different? Is is the whole point correct? Yeah, that was so so fun. So it's like a it's an anthology series on Netflix called Easy. There's three seasons. So I just did. Oh, it's called an anthology. It's called an anthology. I've never heard that term before. Yeah, it's like one of, an anthology series is when like the net, it's like so is um, high maintenance is technically okay, one. I okay, think. okay, okay. So each episode are cool. about different characters. So I was just yeah. like in one of the main characters in just one of the episodes of a longer series. But um, it was so fun because just that was one of my favorite shows. The reason I was on the show is because I'm friends with the guy who made it. I'm not usually an actor. But um, that show is so good, I think. And I, it's, it's basically primarily about sexuality and relationships, I would say. It's about people living in... Um, Chicago and just their lives and in the similar way to how high maintenance is about different characters of people living in New York. But what I think that both of those shows do so well is that you feel so invested in these characters lives, even though they're getting only like 25 minutes of screen time, you're like crying. You care so much about them. I mean, some shows fail to do that in 10 hour long episodes. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, you're right. I I thought I agree with that. And I mean, high maintenance is like pretty, at this point considered like one of the best shows on TV, I think generally by a lot of people. Um, yeah. 
but that format I think is a little confusing for maybe the regular ass bro. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Because it's it's like I like I I like um that what's I'm sorry what's it called again? I just forgot the name of the show. Easy. Easy, yeah, I liked easy, um, but even I had a tough time. Like, I would want more from some people, uh, and I wasn't getting it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, right, give right. me more. But I know that's the, also the whole point. That, there are um, there are pros and cons to an anthology series. You 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 find one, yeah, like one episode of of high maintenance, and you you're like, I love these characters. I never want them to go away, and then they go away. True. Or or <laughs> deep, Jason. Fuck Easy, me. but you were you were good on it, were, and you were in it with with podcast god Mark Marin, correct? Yes. Oh my god! But we didn't um, meet then. I have since met him at a party and like did that thing where I was like, which is true. This is true. But like, and what like, do you mean you didn't meet him? him? What'd you say? What do you mean you didn't meet? I him? didn't meet him like on set. Like it wasn't like we were shooting together. But we were yeah, they were different, show. but it was the same episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it. But like, um, I met him and I was like, I just think that you were so good. Um, I think you're such a great actor. You're so good on Easy, which I do think is true. But like, you know, when you're like, I'm complimenting for someone for the thing that they don't usually get complimented for, and I feel like I'm very aware of that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Yeah, I but understand. That. Yeah. I I really think he's such a good actor. I like him more as an actor than I do a person. <laughs> um, I think he needs the that, right role and he can be a good actor. Well, apparently that, that one, the, the wrestling show is fucking popping. People love that shit. Yeah. That's Blow. not my thing. I don't think. Not my thing. I've no. never watched it. I don't I believe women should thing. wrestle either. Thank you, thank you, Jason. I love when Jason gets political on this podcast. <laughs> um, well, this doesn't you, suit them. What, what are you what are you doing now? Like what's the what's in I know you you wrote something else, correct? Yeah, well guys, okay, I have to say. Um other than filing for I'm, unemployment, what are you up to? Okay, yeah. so I, I'm almost embarrassed to say this because I just feel like this is maybe what every person is saying, but I am producing a podcast, which is uh, a mini series, a podcast mini series, which is about love stories, like love and sex stories of people specifically now in while in quarantine. Damn, you're really fuck. Did somebody? But somebody paid you for yours. That's the difference. Nah, mate. I'm doing it all by myself. (laughs) I tried to sell it. More of that, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, more of that. That's how we talk off pod. Nah, mate. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying that that you, a Hollywood connected director, writer, and actress, can't even get a podcast funded in this climate? I don't think anyone can. Well, first of all, I think I we pitched it to a few networks, and then they were kind of like, "Cool, so it it's gonna <laughs> stop right before it can like really pick up steam and make any money." No, thank you. Also, apparently, people aren't really listening to podcasts as much right now. I would have thought the opposite. Did you know that? Our numbers are not They're... reflecting that lie. But maybe some of these <laughs> some of these other little podcasts aren't doing some numbers, some but... podcast formats have been thriving, and many have been not thriving. Two two white guys bullshitting, thriving. <laughs> news not thriving, not thriving. At all. N- news is thriving. News um, is thriving. You know, certain formats like that, news and Corona updates and and stuff like that is is thriving. Podcasts about sports, obviously, not thriving so much because there are no sports podcasts. You know, true crime stuff. People don't want to hear about dying right now, which is good because true crime was thriving for too long, if you ask me. So it had its moment. It, there's what's it called? There's a backlash against it. 
having a backlash. Really? I mean, there there needs to be a true crime backlash. I'm yeah, so there sick. is. I don't want to hear any of that. I only it's want the one positive of coronavirus. <laughs> there have well, been a few, but this that the, this the, podcast, the, the demise of Quibi, the demise <laughs> of true crime podcasts, both of those are making me very happy. <laughs> Wait, so yours, your podcast, how, how long has it been going on? It's been like this three our, weeks. Yeah, this is our 11th episode, I think. It doesn't feel good because I. No. I mean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had like a wisdom tooth removed that's what this feels like three times a week but yeah oh pe- like pod- podcasting has gone down because commuting has gone down for <laughs> sure but also like i think right now more than ever people people need that escape they need a little bit of like just your your girls or your guys or your friends who you can just listen to people talk just so you can hear how other humans are talking and then you can you know agreed learn how to also talk in this time totally i think jason i've also done podcasts on and off together for years so i think it feels nice for us personally so i don't really care (laughs) like i think it's fun to do and i enjoy doing it it gives me some purpose a few days a week and that's like enough for me i don't you know i don't i don't Obviously, mm-hmm. it's going to explode and go to number one on every platform, but that wasn't the goal. You know, but it's that's also not what we set out um, to do. one of the things I've always loved about doing a podcast is it allows you to connect with other people in a way that you probably would have been too lazy to before. And we need that now more than ever, as I don't want to FaceTime or hang out or any of those things with any of my friends or my girlfriend's friends. I just, I'm cool with doing none of that. So this is a good way to connect with Chris three times a week. And then, you know, guests like you and I mean, making new friends. It's it's great. Yeah. I think we're meeting, we're having a lot of people on that are in our general networks, but I've never met before. You know what I mean? So I think that is fun. And that's, I I mean, that kind of always happens with podcasts, but it feels more important now than it does in, in non core life. Mm. yeah i agree it's totally true that it's a way to connect with people sort of at a distance to not to voyeuristically connect um yeah and that makes it even better because before if you were like hey we should we should do a podcast sometime and then some people are turned off by the idea of like going into a stranger's living room and then like having to do the whole thing of like now we're friends even though i don't like you like you can just do one hour and then it's done forever I know it's funny though, just because there's something embarrassing about saying you have a podcast, just because everyone has a fucking podcast. Like my boyfriend was making me laugh so hard the other day because he was <laughs> saying, like, you know how everybody has, like, you now it's normal, it's like everyone has an Instagram or a social media. He was like, do you think in the future everyone will have a podcast in the way that they have social media? Like it'll just be like a link, and you can always hear them talking throughout. The, like that, it'll be like a feed that you can just play, like. Instagram stories where they just keep switching for you where it's just everyone ha- all your friends say stuff into their phone and then it will just like play on on a loop. Can you give him my email address? This is an idea I would like to develop and sell to a venture capitalist. You, just let me know. I mean, you know, everyone had a blog at some point and then we we killed that. So who knows? Yeah, because you would never have to talk to your friend. Like, you know, you could just put it on in your car and then, you know, you're saying like, hey, mm-hmm. guys, just woke up this morning. I'm making coffee. So then you always know what your friends are doing. You never have to talk to them. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. you've that, that is beneficial. Something. 
That is beneficial. Never having to talk to my friends would be sublime. That's, that's kind of how Twitter was when it first began. That's true. Just giving useless updates about your life in text format. Yeah, which I never was. Just, I just had a burger. <laughs> for, the, for the win. <laughs> Shit posting. That's what I've gotten really into. What I've started to do now, like a new quarantine hobby, is reviewing stuff online. Oh, no. <laughs> because oh, no. Are you okay? <laughs> no. Because I was like, then I, this is how – that's fine because I've always liked like giving good reviews to restaurants that I like, like finding like the Thai restaurant near my house and like writing some really nice thing about the waiters that live work or whatever. But you know that, that you're going crazy. And I was like, I think I'm going to start reviewing countries on Yelp and then like make it into an art project. Ooh, <laughs> reviewing just a country on so, – so countries have Yelp pages? Yes. No, like ev- – Everything does. Thing. Everything has Yelp. Like if you look Google New York City, like the Yelp re- – like there will be a review that come up. Uh-huh. And you're like, what? And then like the people that – what psychos just go to New York City and they're like, <laughs> Me. It's fine. You, apparently Not worth you. It. <laughs> um, it's okay. It was a little busy, kind of smelled bad. So borrow. There were great. a lot more streets than I realized there were going to be. Uh, three and a half. <laughs> yeah. I used to go on Yelp and, and check out reviews of jails, but cities <laughs> is good. <laughs> cities is really good. That's super funny. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear you're spending your time so wisely in the, in the <laughs> bar. It, it, I thought I thought you were going to be like, yeah, I've got two new shows in development. I'm doing a podcast. I'm reviewing cities on Yelp. It's pretty good. <laughs> so you, what what country have you given a good review to recently? Well, I haven't been really giving any good reviews at all. <laughs> the point is that you have to give shit reviews. The point is you oh, have okay. to review countries that you haven't been to and you're just like, mm, probably oh. wouldn't bother. Sweden probably wouldn't bother. Ten ten wouldn't go. <laughs> I've heard everything I need to hear about Turkey, and I'm all set. Yeah, <laughs> two stars. Dude, this is like not even funny, but it's funny to me, and I think that that's a bad sign. No, you that's fine. You're right, and oh. that's something that we can stand behind here. That's we don't we do that af- all the time. Yeah, don't be afraid to share things that other people will not like if you <laughs> like them. That's all that you matters. Know what? Yeah, you know what, Carly? Fuck the haters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is a place to talk about all the stuff that you assume other people will not find interesting. This is exactly. the media. That's well, this core, this is yeah. this is where you because like I I have a lot of those things all the time where like this is a funny thing or wouldn't this be cool? And then I just tell it to my girlfriend and she's like, "That's not funny or cool." But then on this podcast, I'll talk about it, and then four white dudes will be like, "Yes, exactly." <laughs> And then I'll feel good. Jason's a genius. He only hears it from people he doesn't know. <laughs> do you guys do you guys know what your demographic is? And does that um if so, does it ever surprise you? No. I know exactly who the demographic is, and it's unfortunately not surprising. It's <laughs> fucking it? it's fucking white dudes in flyover cities with <laughs> tattoos. Really? And like and a Chemex. Yeah. hundred percent. I can pull up the stats right now. I'm sure our listeners would would like to hear that. Is it the Joe Rogan set? No, there's no incels, hopefully, or Republicans. <laughs> there's probably some Republicans. The the geographic location, 73% in America, United States, 8% God Canada. Damn, God bless. And then it goes Canada, United Kingdom, Australia. Jason's got a big following in Australia. Okay. <sighs> I can't shake those guys. 
And then gender <laughs> can't shake them. Seventy seventy seven percent male, twenty two percent female, one percent non binary. Wow, Ooh. that's good. Glad. See, we're modern. You're relevant. And then we're age, very relevant. age range twenty eight to thirty four is is the peak, and then twenty three to twenty seven, thirty five to forty four, and then eighteen to twenty two. But where where in America though does it specify or not really? Um. Ooh. California, 23%. New York, 21%. Then it goes Texas, Illinois, Washington. Texas? Texas. Texas is surprising. Surprising. But but California and New York are head and shoulders above all the other states for obvious reasons. I mean, I just think some of them don't even have the internet. That's true. That's a good point. Some of these flyover states, I don't even know what goes on there. I mean, I really. Pennsylvania? I don't know. Oh, God. Oh. I mean, but I think that we know exactly the demo is, but I think also we're giving them, I mean, our guests have so far have been pretty wide ranging, I think, as far as our demo goes. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if we're introducing them to people, but it's maybe definitely people they're not that familiar with. Right. I know. I, uh, but that's cool. I mean, you guys seem like you've been doing this together for a long time. You guys have a good rapport. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that. <laughs> Thank you. We well, love to hear know, it's because Jason and I are real friends, and that shines through on the airwaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we <laughs> don't really care. Yeah, if you took all the money and fame away, we would still talk like this. <laughs> exactly. I don't. I you know. I, I tell my bodyguard to leave when Jason's around. You know, that's the kind of friends that we are. That's 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 kind of how we rock. So, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun to do, and it's fun to have guests and meet new friends, and we'll probably continue to do it post core. Because, like, I think this situation pushes you to do things like this that you should have done before. Jason, I should have done this fucking five years ago. Like, no yeah, question. Yeah, 100%. And I should have done this cooking show five years ago, too. So, it's, it's like, for us, it's, it's, it's pushed us in a direction that we needed to go. And if hopefully there's some monetary gain. If not, you know, get some more followers on Twitter, which is cool, too. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, it's all for ego. No, I'm, it, I'm excited because I think that I've never done a podcast because I was like, there truly was part of me that was just like, there is so many that I feel like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? But Mm -hmm. then this is again, probably something that no one cares about, but like, I think working, writing scripts, it's so frustrating that working in TV where everything takes so long that you can be working on stuff for years that never, that might never happen. And the idea of, I think what's cool about, coronavirus is like the rise of just <laughs> i'm glad i have a clean audio what's of that cool yeah we're gonna isolate that mm-hmm. it was cool about coronavirus you know what's is, cool about coronavirus what's cool about coronavirus when it comes to my own personal um <laughs> all like the self-discovery self-discovery <laughs> is that um it's just for you to do sort of more diy immediate stuff yeah i guess i, I shouldn't link it to coronavirus or more just like <laughs> solitude not leaving and quarantine yeah, quarantine. Yeah, um, you're you're able you're able to just hit record, talk for an hour, and then you know, bing bang boom. Five minutes later, it's on it's on everyone's cell phone across the world. That's that's an yeah, amazing I mean, we thing. Put, yeah, having the episodes come out three times a week, and they come out like this will come out tomorrow. You know what I mean? I think that is also I can do that. I think like laboring over it in this time seems unnecessary. It's much. You're right. I think it's feeding the streets is more important than perfection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's right, the other exactly. that's the other great thing about podcasting is there there can be so many different types. You can have the 
super scripted, produced This American Lifestyle one where each episode takes five months to make, or you can just do it Joe Rogan style and hit record and hit a bong for three hours and boom, it's up, <laughs> it's up the next day. We're somewhere in between. Say, and then everywhere <laughs> in between. I have to say, I am a really big fan of Joe Rogan and this triggers people, but I, it's the reality of who I am. What do you, what so do you, you like you, about him so much? <laughs> um, I like the guests that he has on. I mean, obviously I not like all of body. them. Mm. I like his body. I like his neck, maybe. <laughs> like that neck meat. I get a that feeling neck, I can't get that, both of my hands around it, you know? That neck is looking like some high school thighs, if you know what I'm saying. is <laughs> <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> about to bust. <laughs> he fully looks crazy, though. Like, I don't understand that. That body, I guess, is appealing to people. I'm, I don't understand it. But um, I have a Joe Rogan hoodie. Um, okay, okay. Oh, all right, well, thanks, thanks for being here. Uh, <laughs> Carly, okay. really nice this to is you. very cool. So my, my boyfriend got to me for my birthday, even though he hates Joe Rogan, which I thought That's pretty was pretty funny. Truly, truly, yeah, like a uh, good person. So it's like a hoodie with Joe Rogan's face on it. I don't usually wear it out that much because it's just yeah, too no much. Shit. It's too much, but I do find, <laughs> I do find that when I wear it out, I make friends with every Uber driver. Every Uber driver really? loves fucking Joe Rogan immediately. I bond so hard. And so if I'm in the mood to talk when I'm in an Uber, I wear that sweatshirt. And well, it's because they're, it's the, they're literally <laughs> confined to an automobile for eight hours a day and have to give Well, I, I guess that is, that is one thing about Joe Rogan that, that we can all appreciate is, is his proficiency of releasing. You know, like he, we're, we feel like we're doing a lot of work by doing three episodes a week. He's doing like four or five and each one is three hours long. He, if you're an Uber driver, you love him because he just, there's always six hours of new things to listen to every day. That's true. I like it. Yeah. But I don't know. The thing that it, it not, just, And he likes talking about bears and, and yeah. eagles and stuff. That's the kind of stuff that I've surprised <laughs> myself that I like. And like, those tigers are really powerful. Right, right when you said that, I got a thing on my phone that said, uh, this Joe Rogan episode is, uh, is up for download. Do you guys not like it? You guys don't like to hear him talk about just like vitamins for 45 I, I just think it's like smart talk for dumb people is how I describe that genre of content where it's like – You're not wrong. People yeah. who are who, – who like agree with him once and then take his word as gospel no matter what subject it's on. And it's like I would listen to him talk about like working out and fitness maybe and fear factor. But anything else, I'm kind of good. Like him, him talking about politics and like and 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 conspiracy theories and shit. Like I'm fully out on that. Like I'm fully out. I I cannot deal. I just cannot deal. I think he's dumb, but he's smart. I don't know. I, I don't know. That doesn't make much sense. But I think you both know what I mean. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the thing that. You know, I, I, there's a lot of things about him that I don't like, but I do, I do like listening to him sometime. I mean, I will listen if there is a guest on that I think is interesting, but usually not every episode. But I will, um, I like that he kind of operates in a world where like Chappelle is sort of in that same world of comedians who really are believing in preserving the art of being able to say whatever you want and not being afraid to offend people in this current day and age, not very many people are, are able to do that with a platform as big as they are. Fair. 
That's true. Yeah, that kind of abuse. Like, I can't imagine. I mean, like, Chappelle, Rogan, if they were going to be canceled, it would have already happened. Like, some people do seem to be above that or just, like, not even above it, but just sort of, like, to the left of it. Like, in yeah, a different they, they've, Yeah, they've created their own lane and their fans Because they, they can sort of, like, they know that they're... They're go- they have enough of a following that they can say whatever they want and they'll be fine. And, you know, it's not like a, a Louis C.K. situation where they're never, they're not really going to do anything that is like creepy and wrong. They're just going to say something like, you know, racist Bush or, or, you know, or Bush like, did 9-11 or <laughs> say, 5G, 5G you know, gives make you a joke about a trans person or something. They're never going to get a full Louis C.K. style cancellation. Well, Louis C.K. just posted a special on his website. I want to see some numbers on that. I, I, bet, it, that. I bet it did numbers. I bet it did numbers. I'm, I'm, are you going to watch it? I mean, I'm, I love his show. But I, I used to love it, too. Yeah. I, never lo- I never loved him that much. I, I mean, used to I hit like the bong show. and watch the hell out of some Louis and be like, damn, bro. I like the show more than the stand-up, of course. But like, I think that, I mean, I think guys like that can fully exist and have a full career on like this weird second level if they're releasing stuff directly. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think, I think he's big enough and people relate to him enough that he can go m- be a millionaire and without ever having to deal with the mainstream public again. And in like a, in like a super celebrity kind of, that's way. exactly what he's doing. I know it's smart. I mean, that's but all I, I, I think that he should, I think that he should have released this special six months ago, a year ago. No, I, I, I think he should have just released it for free. Mm-hmm. As like a little olive branch offering. My my G might uh, need some cash, bro. He might need some cash. He does not need cash. He has Dude, a he lot might. of he fucking got, money. I think he got divorced, bro. You know how that shit goes in California? They take yeah. a half, bro. That's a good point. He lives in New York. Oh, okay. Fair enough. But he might have got married in California. You never know. These celebrities, you know how it is. They bounce back and forth. New York, LA, where are they? I don't know. <laughs> he, he makes I so much money. I think, I don't, I don't think, you know enough people it's one of those things where like he he's selling it for like 7.99 and he'll probably sell what a hundred thousand no fifty thousand something like that yeah yeah maybe not I even mean, that maybe thirty thousand money it has nothing to do with money it's all ego that's the only reason these guys care about coming back you're right but like, the, the same ego. way i think that like hbo should just be free for the quarantine i think it is i think a lot of it is right now right really Why? i think yeah uh, they're, yeah, they're opening the floodgates a little bit. It's, it, I mean, it's great marketing. You get people hooked on HBO, and then once, once yeah, the floor's off, a, then you start charging. I think that's a smart move. I mean, I think that's like what a lot of people are betting on is that like we're going to do this now, and it will result in us. I mean, they probably have the data to back it up too. Like this will result in us getting more subscribers six months from now when blah, blah we start charging again, et cetera, et cetera. And I you think can, it's really smart. And dress it up as a philanthropic effort instead of, of a marketing tactic. We win, love win, dressing win. up things as philanthropic efforts. That's one of my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and why do you guys say, why are you guys happy about Quibi? No, Quibi's trash. That's all. We, I, I hope that, I hope that Quibi dies in the quarantine because, because it came out in a time where there, the whole business model was it's, it's, only available on your phone. It's not going to be available on any other screen. And then it came out in a time where no, you know, the the screen usage on your phone is going down and being replaced by your TV or your computer. So I just want I I have like a personal vendetta against Quibi (coughs) for no reason. I just I also don't don't like I don't like. Do they not buy your show? (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the un- no, the they just like, DJ you know, project. they have like a chance the rapper is, is hosting MTV punked on it. Like, that's all you that's, need to really hear. Yeah, that's, that's a jailable offense. That's a jailable <laughs> offense. Big jail. I mean, I think it's also like they're doing a bunch of like bite sized content. I don't want 10 minutes. Like, I think that's annoying. Yeah, I don't, I don't talk here, Joe Rogan. Talk about vitamins for three hours. Exactly, three hours. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, the no, only people I, who want ten little quick bites are like cleaning ladies on the train. You know, like that's it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um. All right, guys. Damn, we did numbers here. We almost went an hour and a half, Carly. Wait, shut up! Really? Shut up! Yeah. Time flies when wow. you're making. You guys are content. very funny. You guys are funny, and you guys are fun to talk to. That's what I have to say. Wow, God bless thank you. Thank you. You can leave that on the How Long Gone Yelp page um, <laughs> if you just go ahead and search that. It'll, we it'll think you are funny and fun to talk to as well. Yeah, I'm so glad Ryan, Ryan O'Connell, friend of the show, put us in touch because um, I, uh, like I said, I've been aware of your your catalog for a long time, so it's nice to connect virtually. Yeah, ditto. Um, and I'm sorry I didn't realize you were recording at the beginning and was probably saying unrelated things. No, no, no. It's fine. If, if there's anything that pops up, um, I'll talk to the AV team um, and we'll take care of it. <laughs> uh, can can you give our listeners a little um, info or tidbit about your new podcast that is going to be debuting soon? Yeah. So it's called Love in Quarantine and it's basically me talking to people who have really specific stories about um, whether it's like you know a guy who's quarantining with his like new partner and his ex because they all got trapped together (laughs) hell yeah hell yeah is that a real thing that happened to someone yeah it's like this guy in like france who is like his new boyfriend and his ex-boyfriend or like um but i mean just like funny stories we're talking to this like cam girl who is has you know an expert in facetime sex who's going to help people like know how to like light their room so that they don't look gross when they're jerking off on camera um things like that it's just like fun like optimistic stories about sex and love during this time so the plan is for it to come out on friday um pending approval on the app store itunes or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) nice well this is so this is the first stop on your press tour we're really glad to have you thank you (laughs) yeah thank you guys so much congratulations on your podcast (laughs) thank you this is the first stop on our press tour too um (laughs) Can you tell them? I mean, not that they need to know because you oh, know, yeah. you're well known. But can we can we drop the at, please? Sure. So I am at Sledever on Twitter, and I'm at Carly Sledever on Instagram. And I write a column for Vogue that's about sex and relationship, which is called Breathless, which is all on Vogue.com. You know what? I'm just. I don't think I follow you, so I'm gonna have to go blast the follow right now myself. Um, I hope that your team follow back. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Who sings today, Who sings that song Breathless? Is that Shania Twain? Who does that? The Course. Uh, the Course. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. I didn't um, even re- re- why do I remember that? That is so crazy. I haven't thought about it in forever. No one's ever mentioned well, that after your no, Vogue no column being called it. that? No, because it's sort of after the movie. Yeah. Um, you've heard of the French New Way film? Not no, Jason's not really cool. It's named like after that. the Coors song from <laughs> <He's>, 2002. <laughs> Jason's from Orange County. He doesn't know about New Wave. They don't do that there. Look, I'm a, I'm a DJ, so I will. <laughs> if it was a song, then I will. That's what I'll, I'll say. Okay, fair enough. I know both because I'm really well rounded. Um, <laughs> fuck you, Chris. Carly, thank you again for joining us. Good luck with the podcast. Good luck with television. Good luck with Hollywood. Um, it could be a harsh town. This is a hard time. Good luck with your families and your running. 
Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Um, and we will talk to you soon. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.